Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Friday the 20th of October. I'm Michael Bailey and today we're asking... Is this the end for Neymar? The kind of longer term problem is not actually the knee itself, but it is the ancillary problems that can come along with that. What's in store is Chelsea meet Arsenal. Two clubs that go in, in different directions at the moment. Chelsea will also be monitoring closely Moises Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez. And which games deserve your attention this weekend? And a moment to turn the tide this early in the season for Manchester United. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. The big breaking news across the world of football, the announcement that Neymar has torn his ACL. The world's most expensive player requires surgery after seriously injuring his knee whilst playing for Brazil. Yes, there's no other place to start than Brazilian superstar Neymar. It's now confirmed he suffered a serious knee injury in Tuesday's 2-0 defeat for Brazil in Uruguay. Neymar is 31, he moved to Saudi Arabian side Al-Hilal in the summer from Paris Saint-Germain and injuries had already hit his year. Neymar's made just nine competitive appearances since February and now some are fearing what another serious injury means. Football writer Nick Miller has been looking into Neymar's latest setback and he joins us now. Nick, first of all, what's Neymar done? He's torn the anterior cruciate ligament and meniscus in his left knee, which he did uh, while playing for Brazil against Uruguay this week. So it's going to rule him out for quite a long time. We don't know exactly how long at the moment. The Brazilian Football Federation confirmed he was going to undergo surgery at an undefined point in the near future. But yes, it's obviously a very significant injury. It's the first one, first ACL injury that Neymar has uh, suffered. But yeah, it's likely that he's going to be out for, for quite a long time. Yeah, you've been speaking to a specialist about ACL injuries. Do we have a, an idea of what his recovery will look like? It's obviously a little bit difficult to say. Um, a lot of that will be determined after he has his surgery. It depends very much on the player themselves as about uh, in terms of how long he's going to be out. In theory, he could be back in about six months. But generally speaking, less to do with the kind of knee itself and more to do with the recovery work that athletes do to basically stop other injuries from occurring uh, after this. Because obviously, if you just concentrate entirely on the knee involved, then that could kind of weaken other areas of your body. You could suffer suffer hamstring injuries, for example. They're very common. Even hip problems people get. The specialist I, I spoke to, Bill Knowles, who's basically the guy um, you go to when you've done your ACL, one of the things he, he, was, he mentioned to me was that any physiotherapist you talk to they will give you dozens of um, of cases where the kind of longer term problem is not actually the knee itself, but it is the kind of all the, the sort of ancillary problems that can come along with that. 
Neymar hasn't played a lot of football this year, has he? He had a previous injury. And is there a point where some of that uh, lack of action, does it contribute to injuries like this? Yeah, that's that's possible with ACLs. It's it's incredibly difficult to identify what caused that particular injury. It's certainly going to be a, a contributing factor. While he has never suffered a kind of significant knee injury before, he's had pretty consistent ankle problems. The main reason he hasn't played an awful lot of football this year uh, is because he had ankle surgery last season, so he missed a huge chunk of PSG's season. He's only played a few games um, in Saudi Arabia since moving there. One of the kind of really interesting things that Bill Knowles said to me, there is a sort of neurological element to this as well. And you suffer injuries to um, your kind of, you know, your limbs, your extremities. It's a localized injury, but it also, because of the the neurological signals it sends to your brain to kind of deal with the other parts of your body. Uh, Bill Knowles called that a, a neurophysiological insult to the brain, which I really, really enjoyed. It's basically a sort of neurological trauma that will then have further impact on other areas of your body. So the knee injury itself is these days you get your surgery, you do if you do your rehab right, you you're gonna be fine. You might have a slightly increased danger of doing the AC injury again, but the problem is almost more the other injuries that could come as a sort of knock-on effect of the ACL. Thanks, Nick. So a long road back for Neymar and a blow for Brazil, who have next summer's Copper America and World Cup qualification to deal with over the coming months. Jack Lang writes about South American football for the Athletic. Jack. What has the reaction been in Brazil to Neymar's injury and what did people expect of him from here? A lot of sadness and disappointment for him, I suppose. Never nice to see any player suffer a bad injury, but particularly when it's someone who is still so important to Brazil. Obviously, he's into his 30s now, but he's still talismanic and he's a player who is idolised by a lot of the other members of the squad. So he's very important, both as a player and a leader. And particularly in this moment when Brazil are kind of undergoing a, a generational shift within the squad, perhaps more important than ever. Brazil, and particularly the campaign towards the next World Cup, which you would assume will be his last, that seems to have taken on huge importance for him. I suppose from that point of view, there is a silver lining in that he's got a while to recover. If he does want to play in that World Cup, that would be nice because he's he's been very unlucky with injuries. We know how many Champions League games he's missed, but he also, of course, was kicked out of the 2014 World Cup and then missed Brazil's Copa America triumph in 2019, injured as well. So there's a sense that with Brazil, especially, he's kind of been shortchanged in terms of trophy hall and he so dearly wants to win that World Cup before he retires. Thanks, Jack. And you can read Nick Miller's explainer on Neymar's injury and recovery on The Athletic right now. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. As you heard from Tim Spears on yesterday's briefing, the return of domestic football is almost here. And while the Premier League has a Merseyside derby on Saturday morning to kick it all off, there's also the small matter of a London derby later that day. Chelsea have won their last three games in all competitions and they host Arsenal, who, if you can still remember this far back, revelled in the joy of beating treble winners Manchester City last time out. News reporter Namdi Onyeguara joins us now for some Arsenal chatter. Namdi, that win over Man City showed Arsenal don't need Bakaya Saka, but I'm sure they'd like to have him around on Saturday. What are the chances? It's weird because winning a game like that of that magnitude without a player that's you know so important. A lot's been made about Saka getting a rest. 
and um, him being potentially overplayed and those sort of things. You know, it's been coming from fan side and rival fan side and that sort of thing, and it's been weird. But I think I feel like Arteta was in that game forced to make a decision, probably the, a decision that he didn't want to make. I personally wasn't a huge fan of Jesus on the right wing. Hopefully that set a precedent, not having to overplay a 22-year-old kid into the ground. And hopefully that means Arteta is more open for him to get an arrest. That being said, would I complain about Saka walking straight into the first team on Saturday? Yeah, not at all. So let's see what happens. Hey, just finally, Namdi, what's this derby like from an Arsenal point of view? There's bad blood. I'm a bit younger, so I've I've grown up on Chelsea just being this dominant winning machine. Um, I know times have changed in recent years and two clubs that go in, in different directions at the moment. So, yeah, it's a different tale at the moment, but it's still one of those games where you, you circle the calendar and you wait for it. Thanks, Namdi. So how are things looking for Chelsea? Here's the Athletics' Liam Toomey. Chelsea went into the international break on the back of three straight wins and with Mauricio Pochettino hoping that the gap in domestic action would at least give time to trim the club's lengthy injury list. We won't get a full injury update from Pochettino until his press conference at Cobham on Friday, but with the visit of Arsenal to Stamford Bridge looming large on the horizon, it's already clear that his wish has not been totally fulfilled. Carney Chukwemeka and Trevor Chalobah have been confirmed by the club to have suffered setbacks in their respective recoveries. In addition, there are doubts over the fitness of Axel Dezassi, who was seen with ice on his thigh after the win over Burnley, and Rhys James, who appears to be suffering just an endless series of injury problems. Chelsea will also be monitoring closely Moises Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez, who were both in international action for Ecuador and Argentina respectively well into the early hours of Wednesday morning UK time before flying back from South America. So there's lots for Pochettino to navigate here and every reason to think that Arsenal should be favourites for a fixture that they've won in six of the last nine meetings. Oof, thanks, Liam. And you can watch Chelsea versus Arsenal on Saturday from 5.30pm in the UK on Sky Sports or 12.30pm Eastern on NBC. Now, those of you who have been listening to the briefing all week, thank you, by the way, will know that we've been following events closely at Manchester United, where Sir Jim Ratcliffe's Ineos has bid for a minority stake in the club. Well, that bid is still under consideration, and Thursday saw a meeting of United's board of directors. But as yet, there has been little sign of any fresh developments. There may be a punchline involving the Glazers there, but I'll let you come up with that. The message from the Athletics' Matt Slater and Dan Sheldon has been that some patience may be needed by United fans. In the meantime, you'll be able to keep bang up to date with the situation over at theathletic.com and on the Athletic app. As for on the pitch, Casemiro will miss Man United's Premier League trip to Sheffield United with a small injury picked up while on international duty in Brazil. The good news is Sofian Amrabat, Sergio Regalon and Rafael Varane may all return. You can catch Manu at Sheffu on Saturday from 8pm in the UK on Sky Sports or 3pm Eastern on Peacock. Casemiro is not expected to be out for long, but Tyler Adams is. The USA and Bournemouth midfielder had surgery on a hamstring injury earlier this month and he's now expected to be out until well into February at least. So what else catches the eye should you have some spare time to watch a game over the weekend? Well, tonight you've got the Bundesliga. Beautiful ball. Royce in on goal. Marco Royce. With Borussia Dortmund against Werder Bremen. That's on Sky Sports from 7.30pm in the UK and 2.30pm Eastern on ESPN+. In fact, in the US, you can watch all Saturday's Bundesliga games on ESPN+, from 9.30am Eastern. 
That includes leaders Bayer Leverkusen, managed by Xabi Alonso, second place Stuttgart, and a little club in third called Bayern Munich. Kane is ahead of them to score! It's Harry Kane again! Germany's top flight looks like being a lot of fun this season. So do a couple of Sunday's games elsewhere. In Italy, Milan hosts Juventus in Syria from 7.45pm in the UK on TNT or 2.45pm Eastern on Paramount+. Then in Spain, it's Barcelona against Athletic Club, who you may know as Bilbao. That's from 8pm on ITV4 and 3pm Eastern on ESPN, where those of you in the US will also be able to catch Sevilla against Real Madrid on Saturday from 12.30pm Eastern. Sadly, Wayne Rooney's first game as Birmingham City boss isn't on TV. They travel to Middlesbrough in the championship. But you can follow MLS Decision Day in the States on Saturday with all the action on MLS Season Pass via Apple TV+. Meanwhile, the standout game in the NWSL playoffs sees OL Reign host Angel City. Quarterfinal defeat for Reign would make it the final game of Megan Rapinoe's career. That one's on Paramount Plus at 10pm Eastern. And in the WSL on Saturday, the unbeaten leading pair meet as Manchester City visit Leicester. That's on BBC Two from 5.15pm in the UK and 12.15pm Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producer was Mike Zimmerman and executive producer was Ian McIntosh. Tim Spears will be with you on Monday. In the meantime, have a good day and enjoy the weekend action. The Athletic.